Agilecast, a series of podcasts run by ZBA Agile Community of Consulting and Transformation, commonly referred to as ZACT. ZACT is a community of seasoned Agile coaches, Scrum Masters, Product Owners and Technical Coaches, all of whom are passionate about subjects related to Agile software development. We as individuals live by our core value of knowledge sharing. This encourages us to step up to share thoughts and knowledge in our closely knit Agile community. We have been hosting webinars, meetups, annual conference named Agile NCR and off late we decided to host this podcast series which is another way to stay engaged with the Agile community on the go. I am Arnab Rajkwa, working as an Agile consultant in Zebia. Today in this podcast, I'm going to talk about Sprint Retrospective, an important element in the Scrum framework, which is tightly tied with the concept of empiricism. I shall also be sharing about why retrospectives are important and how we can ensure that retrospectives are fruitful. Towards the end of the podcast, we'll also talk about a few tools which can be used for effective retrospectives for distributed teams working remotely as in the current situation where all of us are impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. To start with, let's quickly see what the new Scrum Guide launched in November 2020 talks about the Sprint Retrospective. The purpose of the Sprint Retrospective is to plan ways to increase quality and effectiveness. The Scrum team inspects how the last sprint went with regards to individuals, interactions, processes, tools, and their definition of done. Inspected elements often vary with the domain of work. Assumptions that led them astray are identified and their origins explored. The Scrum team discusses what went well during the sprint, what problems it encountered, and how those problems were or were not solved. The Scrum team identifies the most helpful changes to improve its effectiveness. The most impactful improvements are addressed as soon as possible. They may even be added to the sprint backlog for the next sprint. The sprint retrospective concludes the sprint. It is time boxed to a maximum of three hours for a one-month sprint. For shorter sprints, the event is usually shorter. So that was an excerpt from the Scrum Guide 2020. Now, if we take a closer look at the 12th Agile principle, it says, at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. Within the Scrum framework, the Sprint Retrospective event rightly aligns with the 12th Agile principle. It is a tool, it is a platform, it is an event which gives the Scrum team an opportunity every sprint to formally sit together, look at the things that did not go well, discuss about how they were able to solve or if they are still open and come up with any agreed upon action items. The action items that the team determines could be related to processes, 
people conversations artifacts ways of working the team norms this could be related to the definition of done the code review patterns technical debts any external dependencies as well and many more the team needs to agree upon prioritizing the action items so that they can be planned for completion the most important action items are then planned to be worked on immediately in the next sprint and can be part of the sprint backlog but why retrospectives okay let's take a quick pause before we jump on to why retrospectives i would like to refer to the book agile retrospectives making good teams great by dina larson and esther derby from where most of my learning about retrospectives have come from i would recommend all the listeners to go through the book for a deep and detailed understanding about retrospectives the goal of a retrospective is to achieve actionable team learning it is not just about improving the team's productivity it is about giving the team an opportunity to try and learn something out more importantly new which can lead to an improvement so far so good but do the retrospectives always go that effective i don't think so time and again scrum teams end up iterating and reiterating the same areas of improvement in the retrospectives let's discuss a few of the common anti patterns of retrospectives retrospective disillusionment where someone has the sense that retrospectives are a waste of time and don't want to show up to them second could be lack of follow through of action items if every retrospective led to actionable team learning that eventually led to productivity gains the team would definitely show third could be not being cautious of who to invite to the retrospective it is very crucial to think through who to invite based on the circumstances and that we are facing that the team is facing so that people can be as open as possible and come up with actual action items which can lead to improvement another very common reason why retrospectives fail is that as soon as the next sprint starts the scrum team continues focusing on the development work and never focuses on other aspects the action items planned out of the retros event so is this the actual problem or is it just a symptom of another problem the actual problem here is that the improvements determined are not quite translated into action items which can be implemented so how do we plan improvements to a sprint in this case a little training would also be required for the team so that they can make items actionable so how do we plan improvements into a sprint one simple and effective way would be to make improvements part of the backlog so that each item has an owner each item is time boxed each item reaches the definition of done most importantly the item is always visible and the team can focus on getting it completed so far we have talked about to deal with the retrospective action items but how can we make 
retrospect is better. How can we make the retrospective event better? As per the book, Agile Retrospectives, we should follow the five-step format for facilitating retrospectives. The five steps go like this. First, set the stage. Setting the stage helps people focus on the purpose of the retrospective, reviews the goal of the conversation and creates the space where the participants feel comfortable discussing the topic at hand. Next step, gather data. At this point in the retrospective, we want to develop a shared understanding of what transpired during the last cycle. It is very important that everyone's perspective is given an opportunity to be brought forward and considered by the entire team. Third, generate insights. Now it is the time to ask why and begin to examine alternatives. The goal of this phase is to see the big picture, understand the root causes, consider new possibilities and look for connections about the data gathered moments ago. Fourth, decide what to do. As we draw near to the end of our retrospective, the team will need to select one or two action items that will make an improvement in the way they work together. No need to solve all the problems right away. We just need to do something, select something that can make everyone's day-to-day -day experience a little better. Last phase. Close. Provide a clear, crisp ending to the retrospective and use this time to ask the team how to make the next retrospective better. Be sure to thank the team for their efforts during the retrospective and the sprint that just ended. This framework has benefited numerous organizations and teams in running successful retrospectives. I myself have tried this a lot of times and found very fruitful results. The most common and a very effective way of conducting retrospectives is to have a three column board with the columns named as what went well, what did not go well or what could have been improved. And the third is action items. It is a very good way to start with newer teams as it is very easy to understand and more generic for teams to come up with ideas. This can be done on a whiteboard if the team is in office, but for distributed teams, as in the current scenario, can be done on virtual boards as well using various software tools. There are a few different ways of doing a retrospective. One, start, stop, continue. This is a retrospective exercise that asks the team to share and discuss what the team would like to start, what they would like to stop and what they would like to continue doing. Next could be glad, mad, sad. So this is a straightforward retrospective exercise that asks the team to identify and discuss what makes them glad, what makes them happy, what makes them mad, what makes them angry and what makes them sad. Third could be good, bad, start and stop. It is also a classic four panel retrospective board with categories of 
good, bad, start and stop. This encourages a variety of ideas and action items. Fourth is the 4L retrospective. 4L stands for liked, learned, lacked, and longed for. This is a popular four panel retrospective that asks the team to feedback on the positives and negatives of a particular topic, an activity, or a time period. Here it can be a sprint. Fifth way is Starfish Retrospective. Starfish is a great data gathering activity to foster the thinking around practices and the value the team gets from them. The board is split in five areas, namely keep doing, less of, more of, stop doing, and start doing. Keep doing refers to something the team is doing well and whose value you acknowledge. Less of is something already being done, you see some value but would rather cut down a little bit. More of is something already being done which you believe will bring more value if done even more. Stop doing. Something that is not adding value or even worse is getting on the way. Start doing. A new idea or something you have seen working before that you would like to bring to the table. The sixth way of running a retrospective could be the sailboat. Here, the team pretends that they are on a boat traveling through the sea. So, the board or the canvas can have the following items. One, a boat, which can represent the team. Two, the rocks, which represents the risks that the team might face in the future. Anchor, represents the issues or hindrances that the team might face. Wind, which pushes the team forward. An island, which represents the goal of the team. The benefits of using different ways to conduct retrospectives can ignite thoughts in the team members and they will also stay interested in participation. So, it is recommended to change the way of conducting a retrospective from time to time. This would certainly increase engagement within the team members. Now in the world of pandemic, as we are all remote, there are many software tools or platforms in the market which helps conduct retrospectives. I will mention a few which I have used by myself. One, ideaboards.com. This is a very easy to use open source tool. Only the board creator needs to sign up and all the rest can act as participants. We just need to share the link. Next is metroretro.io. This is a very interactive open source tool and has various formats of doing a retrospective. The only ask here is that all the participants need to sign up or log in. Third is a very popular tool, which is Miro.com. This is a great tool where multiple templates can be downloaded. It can be used. Here, all the participants need to log in. For 
being anonymous, one needs to use the paid version. Fourth tool, which I have used it quite uh, frequently uh, in the past, which is groupmap.com. This is a very innovative tool and is great for remote uh, discussions, but this is a paid, this is a premium tool. These tools are very handy and have been of great help during these times of being completely remote. Now, I would like to summarize by saying that retrospectives are an essential part of being agile, not only while practicing Scrum, but also can be used in other frameworks. And why not in our own personal life? The main idea here is continuous improvement. Be transparent, continue to inspect, and then continue to adapt. Continue to practice, be positive, be agile, and be happy.